Broadcasting live from Magic Fest Seattle on the plane of Earth, this is Tap Tap Concede. Hello, everybody. I'm Graham. Hi, I'm Serge. I'm James. <laughs> Just give a minute. Hold up. Wait audio, for it. Audio only listeners. He's eating a pretzel. <laughs> I'm Cameron. There we go. <laughs> it's a pretzel that's large, but not $6 large. $6.50. Oh, $6.50. Earth dollars. American. Yeah. yeah. That's like 30 American Canadian dollars. Of, um, semi-liquid cheese. Semi-liquid cheese. Gross. You're going to have to eat on the mic. We're going to have to really make sure that we hear every, every moment of that. Yeah. Welcome to a special oh. Oh uh, Tap Tap Concede. It's all Cameron chewing ASMR. So Gross. we are indeed live at Magic Fest Seattle. If you're listening to the recorded version of this, that's why it sounds like it do. We're sorry. And uh, <laughs> we have uh, a variety of wonderful people here live with us in person, which is exciting. Hi, friends. And uh, we're going to talk about some stuff, and then we're going to... Um, then we're going to... A the take cues. Some, take some questions, which is yeah. uh, something we never get to do. Oh, my God. We don't have a pack to yeah, crack. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't oh, have a uh, pack. I, I do. I have one donated from a fan. No way. Oh, have a second, yeah. Like, at the show. Yeah, at the show. Oh. Yesterday at the D&D panel, a fan this gave me perfect. a pack. So, thank you very much to Tamor from Magic Fest Seattle. Oh, well, great. <laughs> this is a pack of War of the Spark. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, you guys, I've got a raging crunch. All right. Oh. Gross. Good start. Don't Good talk start. About that Freedom on the Red panel. for 4-3. Can't attack alone. I like that card a lot. It's honestly way better than it looks. There's no card reader. Paul. Paul. Dennis, no, where's our card reader? Paul. No card reader camera. I'll just hold it up. Yeah. There you and, go. Paul, uh, card reader's broken. Maybe if you squint. Yeah. Yeah. Battlefield promotion. One in a white instant. Target creature gets a plus one, plus one counter and first strike, and you gain two life. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. It slices. It dices. It's good. Yeah. I like it. I still like the crunch more. Sky Theater Strix. Ooh. One in a blue, one two bird with flying. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, it gets plus one, plus oh until end of turn. I like that one. They made Stormcrow better. Yeah. Somehow. No, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like... Legitimately I, very good. I like Crunch and the Strix in the blue-red uh, spells deck. I just love the blue-red spells archetype across magic, and anything that yeah. adds to that is sweet. Snare Spinner? Yeah. I don't remember... Oh, Spider. The, the natural yeah. predator of the Sky Theater Strix. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tithe Bearer Giant. Uh... Five. I didn't tell you, say what Snare Spinner did. It's one in a green for a 1-3 with reach, and whenever it blocks a flyer, it gets plus 2, plus 0. Oh. Tithebearer Giant is 5 and a black for a 4-5, and when it enters the battlefield, you draw a card and lose a life. These well, are also actually good. really good cards. These are all perfectly playable cards, yeah. 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 And in all five colors. Yeah, we're about we're, to say. It just keeps getting better. Burning Prophet, 1 in a red. Uh, it's a 1-3 human wizard. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, it gets plus 1, plus 0, oh, and then you scry one. Yep. Love it. Obnixilis' Cruelty? What the hell? This, this pack is, is a great. really good pack. Two and a black, instant. Target creature gets minus five, minus five until end of turn. If it dies, exile it. I kind of want this pack for sealed now. Jaya's Greeting, also excellent. Okay. One okay. and a red, instant. Deal three damage target creatures. Scry one. All right, here's a dud. Okay, totally lost. Not That's a still, dud, oh, It's still fine. It's, <laughs> it's still, totally still fine, playable. yeah. All right, uh, four and a blue, instant. Put target creature on top of its owner's library. Centaur Nurturer, also not terrible. Yeah. Definitely on the lower scale. On though. the lower scale, but this is a this is it's quite a bell curve we're working with here. Yeah, uh, three and a green for a two four etb gain three life. Can you imagine if that's the worst card in the pack? Is the centaur nurturer? Yeah. I mean, we're on to the uncommons now. Holy like, moly! Worst card in the pack is Pillarfield Ox with upside. Yeah. All right. Ch uh, Chandra's triumph. Okay. One and a red. Deal three. If you control a Chandra planeswalker, deal five instead. Two creature or planeswalker. Dece. Okay. Liliana's triumph. There we go. One in, a, one in a black instant. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. If you control a Liliana Planeswalker, they also discard a card. Yeah. That, this card's fine. I it's mean, still fine. an edict. In limited, it's like, sure. Mm. But, I mean, yeah, like that and Centaur Nurture are the worst cards. I think I saw that in, like, Legacy Poxless now, because you're already playing six copies of Lily. And, wow. yeah, it's just a better edict. All right. Uh, last uncommon, Angrath. Oh, yeah. Angrath, Captain of Chaos. Two Rakdos Rakdos, five loyalty planeswalker, creatures have menace, uh, minus two to a mass two. That's my first pick now. He's great. Yeah. Hold, yeah. On, hold on, hold awesome. on. What if the rare is the worst card in the pack? Well, let's find out. It's not 
amazing, okay. but I don't think it's the worst card in the pack. It's Blast Zone. Oh, yeah. So it's a land, enters untapped with a charge counter on it, taps for a colorless, and for XX and tap, put X counters on it. Yeah. And for three and tap and sack it, destroy each non-land permanent with converted mana cost equal to the number of charge counters on Blast Zone. So I went on an interesting journey with that card. I was really excited about that card. Yeah. And then I got really unexcited about that card. And I've been told that it's fine. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to make up my mind I on it. People it are like, fine. they're like, Serge, it's a land. You should love it. Put it in lands. I'm like, eh. Mm. Before we move on from the pack, I just mm -hmm. realized that because of the nature of this episode, I didn't do all the things we normally do at the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Which is to say, despite the fine assistance we have had from the folks at CFB events, uh, Tap Tap Conceit is brought to you by CardKingdom.com. Card Kingdom. Uh, uh, please Kingdom check of out cardkingdom.com slash LRR uh, for all of your Card Kingdom needs. Hey, also, this show is brought to you by you. You. Some of you. And Hi. your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Thank you. James, what did you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. You had an idea, I thought. My idea was basically just talk about the GP and then take questions. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Oh, GP Are you having talk. a good time at the Magic Fest? I am. Cam? I've been able to play a lot of game of magic, games of magic, and I've won two. Two? No, three. Three! Not matches. Games. games. Ooh, all right. Moving on. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was in the main event on Friday, and my deck was fine. Yeah. It was deeply unexciting, and uh, I went 0-1, and that's not enough of a reason to stop, but I was like, just sort of was like, I'm wow, I'm really not feeling... Nine hours of magic today no. without a break, right? And ben, so I was like, yeah. I, and Adam, who went 1 0 and dropped <laughs> so that he could draft, so, uh, I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So I, I dropped with him and we went and drafted. Wait, Adam just dream crushed someone and then walked away? Yeah. 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 And yeah. didn't even get, like, he didn't concede, he just won and then. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the thing. If you know you're going to drop, at least. No. Courtesy no. can see. That's not how Adam rolls. You, you, like, you yeah, beat them and you're like, you know what? I'm this not is really real life, it. sir. Oh, yeah. God, Adam, you're a monster. <laughs> that's not how Adam do. No. But I know Ben made a run at it. Yeah. Ben, yeah. He had the, ben had the tantalizing run where he went like... He went 3-0? He went, yeah, 1-0, yeah. 2-0, 3-0, 3-1. Okay. Yeah. 4-1. Yeah. Still in it. And then 4-2, 4-3. No. And I think he dropped at 4-3, or did he go 4-4? Yeah, four, no, four? yeah. At well, four, at three yeah. losses, you are eliminated. Yeah. yeah. Like, the dream is still alive at 2, but not at 3. Yeah. So, so that's, the, that's the one that keeps you in the longest with the tantalization of day 2 -ing. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, though, I've, I, how many, I've done 6 or 7 Modern Horizons drafts. I've done now. a lot wow. of drafts. Wow. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't understand that format. Uh, I don't I, know if anyone I does. Split the finals once and came lost in the second round a few times. I really like drafting the black red sacrifice goblin y deck. Yeah, that's a fun but one. But I can never seem to get it right. I never get enough war parties. Yeah, that's and then the, it's uh, war, goblin war party. It's three four and a red. Sorcery, yeah. yeah, three and a red, four mana sorcery. And you either make three 1 1 goblins or all your creatures get plus one plus one in haste. But you can also entwine for an additional three in a red, two in a yeah, red, yeah. two in a red. Sorry, oh, yeah, so yeah. it's seven, seven, seven mana yeah. total. Yeah. But mostly, it's I just want the goblins so I can sack them to Bogart and Dragonheart, yep. or the lieutenant, yeah. or the lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I was able to assemble that deck with three war parties yesterday and a lieutenant and a carrion feeder and a couple of other things and a yogmoth. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. How's how's yogmoth go in that shell? He's pretty happy, Graham. <laughs> He's just a handsome man who loves eating goblins. Wow. The same putrid goblin. The I, same putrid goblin. I um, did. I did have an opportunity in that deck at one point to. Uh, I did not win this. This match. I should say after I went 0-1 and dropped and went to draft. I also lost in the first round of three drafts. Mm. Uh, so Friday was not a great day magic-wise. It was fun otherwise, but not not a great day magic-wise for me. But. Uh, I won a game with the Red Black Sacrifice deck with, um, uh, I was Hellbent, top decked Unearth, and was able to unearth Orcish Hellraiser, which is a 3-2 for one and a red, and w with Echo for one, and, but when it dies, it deals two damage to a player. Yeah. So unearthed Hellraiser, sacked Hellraiser to Bogarden Dragonheart mm -hmm. to get in for 
six total, and that, that weird, closed that one. Weird flex, Graham, because I was your opponent in that game. Oh, that was you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you eliminated me in that trap. That's how you won. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah. Rude. We were in the mirror, weirdly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were only three seats away, and we were both Wait, in red-black. That was round two. Yeah. Was that, the, was that the one you split in the final? Yes. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> also, I feel like a huge heel because we did the uh, draft with Loading Ready Run event on Saturday where mm -hmm. it's like, okay, there's six of us, so 42 players, uh, and you'll get paired up like seven, seven people and seven regular humans and then one member of <laughs> one gremlin from Loading Ready Run uh, in the pod. So we fired six pods, which was super great. And I realized... So I made it to the finals of my pod, and then I realized partway through game one that I had not offered a split. Oh. So I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I guess we're actually just playing. So I won. Nice. <laughs> so I was like, come play with Loading Ready Run. Get crushed by Graham. Nice. Although, and this was nice. The, uh, we had one of our exclusive Magic Fest playmats, one for each pod, as, like, the, as the grand prize. So as my opponent and I are in the finals. I don't need it. My opponent already had one that he'd, ah. been, that, that he'd been having us sign. So we, were, so we said to the people that we eliminated in round two, we were like, well, how about this? You two play a match for the play mat. And they were like, oh, that sounds great. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, right yeah. on. Yeah. So they got to play more, and they, one of them got the play mat out of that. Jeez. So that was fun. So That's my cool. experience at Magic Fest Seattle hasn't been as much limited. I've had a couple of drafts. Some well, you've been playing Highlander the whole time. I've been playing Canadian Highlander the whole time, and it's been so Because they've been good. firing an event every day. This is amazing. So two years ago, if I went to a GP, uh, maybe if we tried really hard, the organizers would let us have a table space at the back, and we could just, like, degenerate, try and run our own event or something like that. A year ago, we could try and get an event to fire, but we'd have, a tro we'd have troubles because the community... You know, not everyone owned all the cards. There'd be CE, there'd be proxies, things. You know, as people are getting into the format, not really established. And now, at this event, we had an event on Friday. Wait, uh, was the first day Thursday? Yeah. Okay, what even is time anymore? There was know. an event on Thursday. There was an event on Friday. There was an event on Saturday. And then today, on Sunday, there was so much demand, they added an extra event. Because so many people are here to jam Canadian Highlander, and that's fantastic. Well, because there's a lot of players in Seattle as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I don't know if that's standard... I mean, adding another event, probably not. But is there, does anyone know, is there, like, generally a Canadian Highlander event at Magic Fests now? No, in, not in the, other places? Yeah, like, if you went to England. What? Pretty often. Really? Oh, like, wow. Says Dennis from CFB Events. That's, thanks, th thanks for having us again, by yeah, the way. That is so cool to watch a format that, that it was a little passion project of ours in Victoria is now becoming something that you can find at events all over the world is unbelievable and super cool. Uh, I had time to enter two events. I went 3-0 uh, and in the first one, playing Blue White Tempo. Um, and if I've learned anything, it's that Tempo sucks. Not like, not like it's a bad archetype, but I don't have enough brain for all of this. Like, I like to play really janky types of archetypes. It's like, alright, I'm either winning or I was never in the game at all. Like, I just got run over and that's fine. But Tempo, you're always on this knife's edge. You're like, I'm kind of winning. And at any point, they could take that away from me, and I'll never be able to take it back. Right, yeah. Uh, Jared described to me that uh, when he was playing Delver in Standard, yeah. that it was always this process where he was avoiding losing the game that turn. <laughs> and if he Ooh. did that for enough turns, he won. But it was always stressful. It that sounds horrible. Yeah, well, I, I played three rounds of Canadian Highlander, and I needed to take a nap. I was just so done. <laughs> oh. How'd you do, though? Uh, so 3-0 the first day, 2-1 the second day. So 5 and 6 in ranked ma matches on the weekend. So feeling positive. Nice. And tired. Oh, so tired. Yeah. But, like, again, just filled with love and joy for this format that people are loving. Yeah. James, what have you, what have you played apart from those drafts? Drafts. 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 Did you do a battle bond with Adam? Adam's no, been a degenerate I, no, for battle I don't, bond. I don't like that format. I'm one of the bad... He's over there right now somewhere... He oh, I see him. Yeah, yeah he's he fighting Wheeler Gavin. It's fighting Ga Gavin, by the way, who drafted single by himself. He drafted wow. two decks, and now he's fighting Adam and Ben Wheeler. Are you trying to tell me that Gavin Verhey couldn't find a battle bond partner? No, I think he just wanted to flex. <laughs> so now he's probably just killing both of them by himself. Wow. I didn't I, know you could do that. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You know I mean, what? I guess he's designed, designed, he's designed the set. The set. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the god. He can do whatever he wants. Oh, that's so funny. So huh. I hope he wins, because that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it became a thing. He, like, challenged him on Twitter, and it turned into a whole deal. That's why he's not on the podcast. Yeah. Because it turned into a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, he has yeah. to prove his worth in the field of battle. 
Bond. He, he looks like he's sweating, so I think I think he's gonna lose. Yeah, I can see, I just I can see them warm from in here. here. Yeah. Uh, Good you luck, some, Adam and Ben. You, you want to do some Gavin questions? Down. Yeah, I guess so. Just generally, I've had a really great time meeting people. Has been awesome. Yeah. So many wonderful people so have come up people. and said hi and asked. I have signed so many copies of Ayula this weekend, <laughs> nice. and it's great. I went through my various draft things this morning. I was like, okay, what do I need to go to the vendors and try to try to yeah. sell off before I leave? And I was like, wait, Ayula, I don't have my own yet. I'll keep that one. Nice. Because the deck for game nights was we made a deck list and sent it, and then they, they arranged for it. Because, of course, Ayula wasn't even released yet. But they're like... The way we do it now is you just send us the deck lists, we'll get the cards. Yeah. So that we don't have to sure. worry about it, which is nice. And then when we got down there, they went, okay, also, here's Modern Horizons if you want to add other cards that you don't know about yet. Ooh. So then we went through it, so I added, like, Ayula's Influence and Birthing Bows and whatever. Um, but we, I didn't get to keep that. So I, don't ac I still don't actually have a copy of Bear Force 1 no, myself. No, but I, uh, I need to build that because we got to play it on stream at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very nice of people to ask you to sign good cards. Yeah. You cast Hover Mirror one time in <laughs> <laughs> a Friday night paper fight, and everyone comes up and is like, hey, I got a copy of Hover Mirror for you to sign. Like, oh, man, we've had some deep, deep cuts. Yeah. The, I think from the first like four-episode miniseries of Friday Nights, someone came up to me this weekend yeah. and asked me to sign a Japanese knowledge pool. Yeah. yeah, you don't remember a, that joke, a, do you? No. Yeah, no, that's a deep one. Yeah, this is a first event, and it doesn't count now because I'm saying out loud. First event, Magic Fest GP that I have not seen a bump in the night. Oh, it's been a very long. It, this is the first one I've ever not. And if any of you go out and buy one now, it doesn't count. You're cheating. <laughs> but it's been very nice. I've been excited. Uh, the, the curse is lifted. The curse is apparently lifted. We can finally rest. Uh, but yeah. Oh, this is the first time we've had a booth, which has been really cool. Yeah, yeah, this was this was really great. Yeah. Huge shout out to Beach, who just lives yeah. there twelve hours a day. Yeah, and to CFB for helping us get the booth, helping us out with that. And we got Yay, the, the play mat, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, and did very well, and we'll probably do again. CFB bought some for the prize wall, and those are gone too. Yeah. What a compliment! What a compliment! When yeah. CFB's like, you have good merch. That <laughs> was nice. Literally, like the head of CFB came by and was like, "Huh, you guys do good stuff." And I was like, "Oh, cool. All right, nice." So that was nice. Um, yeah, you want to do Q&A stuff now? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Are you ready for that? You're good? Great. Sorry. I was the, there, there's a microphone the audio right guy. here. So, If anyone has any questions, please approach the, the microphone. To Hello. Microphone. Hi. Get right up close yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. you got to get like, right there in there. Yeah. Tilted down about 30 Even degrees. closer to the mic. Get uncomfortably close. Yeah. Like th this? There you yeah. go. There you go. Okay. Hi. Hi. Just first, thank you. Get that out of the way. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> How do you guys choose the guests for the pre-pre-releases? Like, you always find people, like, great people that I've never heard of. I know the pool of magic streaming is deep, but where, where do they all come from? It's an arcane... When a mummy and daddy love each other very There's much, they make content <laughs> creators, and... No, um... There's a, we take a chicken. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of blood and feathers. Uh, I mean, it's mostly yourself and Trick, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's mostly me Trick, and... Trick, who I also just saw. Yeah, Trick somewhere playing something All with right. someone. Um, so he arranges for the Wizards of the Coast person, he being the Wizards of the Coast employee who helps make this happen. Um, I mean, it helps that we come to these things, we're content creators, so we make friends with other content creators, and that's yeah. where most of the people come from. Um, there's been people who, I mean, just recently, um, I had only ever met Brittany MTG Nerd Girl once before at Vegas a few years ago. But other than that, we didn't really know who she was. Yeah. Like, we knew who she was, but she wasn't known to us. We hadn't worked with her before. So it's really nice. I, I like to try to generally, my rule of thumb is I like trying to make sure that there's one or two people there who we know, who we're comfortable with who uh, we know will work well on camera and work well off of e each other and stuff like that. Obviously, there needs to be a Wizards of the Coast employee. And then I like trying to make sure that there's somebody there that we haven't worked with before, because it's nice to meet new people. Yeah. Like, um, example recently, uh, Adam Koble, who we just did the D&D yeah. &D thing with Yo, yesterday. Yeah. A fan, of, a, a, a fan of both of us on Twitter 
was like, yo, if you're doing D&D in Ravnica, you should, we should, like, Loading Ready Run should get you on one of the pre-pre-releases. And Adam was like, I don't know what that is. And uh, this, this fan just kept tweeting both of us. And I was like, I don't know who Adam Coble is. So I looked up who he was and I was like, oh, yeah. oh, he does D&D stuff and streams and, and he's in Vancouver, which is, like, really close to where we were. Yeah. And I was like, cool. So then I was just like, hey, James, possible mm-hmm. future PPR person? And then, like, Two or three PPRs later, it was like, hey, Adam Coble's going to come over. And I'm like, yeah. cool. Yeah. That's basically it. Right. Yeah, there's no, there's no like, official sign-up application process. No. It's, it's not formalized in any way. I will say, though, <laughs> this is, this is not, like a, not like a warning, but like a, uh, uh, a caveat or whatever. Anyone here or at home, anyone, if you're thinking... Hey, have you ever thought to invite so and so? I promise you, we have. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people. Well, because we get a lot of questions, we're like, "Oh, you guys should try to get LSV." You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, we have, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's not even that he doesn't want to. It's just like it's scheduling, right? Yeah. So name any content creator that like would be good to come to one of these things. I promise we've tried, but give us ideas anyway, because maybe we haven't heard of them. But if it's like a known quantity. It just hasn't worked, been in the cards yet. Yeah. Right. Thank you. So, thank yeah. you very thank much. You, thank you for the question. Anybody else have a question? Oh, yeah, got some there. Feel free to, like, uh, I guess not line up, because then you're right in front of the camera, but... No, 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 it's fine. No, no, you can... Impro- Oop. What? 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 Here, here. If we can move over for a second, let the CFB person come in. All right, we'll do a question there. If you want to take a seat there, awesome. Perfect. So you're next. Great. Hi. Hi. Similar question to what was just asked, only with a different target. How do you guys come up with what form of, what, because you come up with some really odd formats that you end up taking care of on uh, Friday Night Paper Fight. What is the general mindset about how you put together the odd stipulations, the odd structures, the sometimes truly absurd formats that you guys end up playing? Just mostly learning about them. Yeah. So the way that Friday, I'll, I'll give you the, the, the behind the scenes thing. Basically, we, we sit down and we'll organize a month of, of streams. And we try to hit um, a Highlander night, um, a, a limited night of some sort, and a commander night. And then we have a fourth that's kind of like Whatever free for all. Yeah. Um, and that's where things like oh, Oathbreakers have fallen in, or Beach we've Lander. done Beach Lander, or we've done Winston drafts, or uh, anything else that we've we've done in the past sort of lands there. So, I mean, Commander and Highlander are generally pretty straightforward. Um, draft is, you know, limited is limited. There's only so many ways that you can play it with the number of people that we have. Yeah. And then beyond that, it's just, you know, if it's something that somebody has said, hey, this is really neat, in the case of Oathbreaker, like, it's definitely gained a lot of popularity over the last few weeks um, and months, I guess, now at this point. And a lot of people kept asking us, and we're like, all right, let's check it out. So, I mean, if there's weird, strange formats out there that you want to see us play, it's best to just hit us up on Twitter or, or email us and be like, yo, this is a neat idea, and I think it would be fun. And then uh, some of them well, is just us, like joking around and coming up with stuff, you know, like, hey, you know, because we, we want to do Commander on this night. Does anyone have any thoughts about how we could do that differently? And then that's where, like, the uh, the Ravnica-only Commander yep. one came from, was just yeah. like, oh, yeah, what if we did this? Sure, that sounds fun. We the actually one, have an idea for another one that, that we are going to do in a yeah, couple Yeah, the weeks. one that I want to do again was the $20 deck challenge. Yeah. So where we went out and pre-recorded that with um, the four players at Yellow Jacket while they build their decks. That was a lot of fun. I want to do that again, because mm-hmm. that was great. So. I love, and we had a lot of suggestions about, like, oh, you could do it better if you did it, you know, if you, like, ordered online or whatever, did it that way. But I, I actually love that it's not just the money. It's also, or the plan. It, yeah. It, yeah, it's also that you have to yeah. find it what is your store at have? this store. Yeah. I, I, I really love that aspect of it. You're yeah. like, well, got to pivot. They only have one copy of this four of I was building yeah. around. Um, a couple of people act as as real champions of formats as well. So I kind of, in the planning meetings, I'll represent Canadian Highlander because um, I've got, you know, the North 100 cast and we'll have an idea of what we want to do with something. Uh, Ben's done a really good job of stepping forward and championing various different knights for Commander. Like that. Um, Wizards... 
release schedule often influences what we draft. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. like, all right, what do we have? It's like, well, it, this set just came out. And you're like, well, that's, that's a no-brainer. We'll do that. Or, you know, sometimes we get a box of something from fans. We're like, well, and then we've got, like, like, so 2020 comes out soon. Yeah. But then draft-wise, there's nothing new until the fall set. So... I don't know. You know, we we've got a box of Innistrad kicking around, you know, or you know, there'll be there'll be a, 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 a chaos draft yeah. that just lying around or something like that. That's when we look at the shelf and we go, okay, okay, yeah. All right, next up. Hello. Hi. Hi. So I attribute uh, Friday nights to me how I got into Magic because it's just so hilarious. Yeah, r- real close. Sorry, because the, the the mics are the the speakers are facing you. So it's hard for us to hear you. Is this better? Yeah. So I attribute uh, Friday nights to how I got into magic because it's so funny and I love it so much. Um, so I was going to ask, how does the creative process kind of work for that and how much does it parallel like real experience with real magic and also like how similar are your characters in that to how you guys are in real life? Just that general question. The creative process for Friday nights is really interesting actually um, because we're working with a client Right, because we're making them for Wizards of the Coast, right? So um, uh, you can actually sit back down; it's cool. Um, so, you know, we'll, w- we have a lot of autonomy, honestly, when it comes to Friday nights. But obviously, Wizards is involved, so you know, we'll be like, "Hey, uh, there's this episode coming up at the end of this month. Is there anything we should hit?" You know, and sometimes Wizards, sometimes Wizards will be like, "Well, this set's coming out, so maybe that set." Or often they'll be like, no, you could just do whatever. You know, but the thing is, it's like when a new thing is happening, when a new set is coming out, it makes sense for us to talk about that set anyway because topical. that's the topical thing yeah. that people are talking about. That's the thing that we're talking about. And so that's, you know, that all, that all sort of adds up. And then uh, we uh, come up with the whole episode ourselves. We write it. And generally, the extent of Wizards input is that we send it to Wizards and we go, there you go. And then they go, yep, looks good. That's about it. Occasionally, they will be like, uh, can you please not reference this movie, right? Because it's like, this is a copyrighted thing and we just don't want to avoid anything. And we're like, oh, right, I guess that is, okay, sure. Yeah, I get in a lot of trouble with the term Highlander. Yeah. Uh, it's fine now. <laughs> it used it? to be. Is yeah, it? it used to be the case. Okay. Well, when we did like very, very, very first ones, sure. The the first four, we uh, they were like you have to blur out that Starbucks cup, mm. and we were like oh, so. But now that's not as much of a problem. Also, we've gotten better at not putting a Starbucks cup in shot, right? So we've <laughs> learned to work within these guidelines. Because when this is, I've told this story before, but when we did the very first four episodes. Uh, we were like, do you, want, do you want any sort of input? Do you want to have, do you want to sign off on the scripts? And the people that were working there at the time who don't work there anymore, not because of this, but the, mm-hmm. uh, they were like, no, 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 no. We don't want to influence you at all. We want you to do whatever it is that you would do. You just write the scripts and you, you do you. And we were like, okay. And so when we wrote all four episodes and we shot them and we sent them back in and then they were like, cool, cool, cool. So we have some notes. And we're like, what? And they're like, yeah, you can't say this, you can't say this, you can't, you can't do this, you can't do that. And we were like, oh, that would have been good to know in the scripting process, not after we've shot it. So, okay. And so we had to go back and reshoot it and make a whole bunch of changes. Uh, and then, but then the series was dormant for like a year and a half. And then Trick got a hold of us and he was like, hey, we want to bring this thing back. We want to do it like this. We want to actually have script approval. And we said, great, good. We want you to do that too so we don't have to reshoot stuff. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's I mean, it's, I think it's a lot better than, I, I think the relationship between us and Wizards creatively is a lot better than people would expect between content creators and a company. Yeah. But honestly, we have a huge amount of freedom and they, they very rarely like get in our get up in our business about what about like the actual content and then uh, the the process for actually writing an episode is we have uh, writing meetings and everyone sort of was just like hey here's you know 
we, we want to do an episode, we don't have any ideas, the set's coming out, so maybe something about the set, otherwise, meh, and we think about funny things that could be magic related, and everyone throws ideas in, and we make an outline, and then uh, usually Kathleen or myself goes away and takes the outline and puts it into a script, and yeah, that's the right. The writing meetings have been such a brilliant change for our entire creative process. Yeah, can you imagine that even a year ago we like didn't have weekly writing meetings? Yeah, bad idea. So, yeah, and then there was another there was another part to that question. Oh, it was it was like how much do we in the show relate to us normally? Not very, I hope. (laughs) Yeah, we're. I think we write our, uh, a very exaggerated Seinfeld version of ourselves where we're all not monsters, but kind of. We're, we're, we're petty and like kind of nasty. It's hard to do comedy where everyone is really nice and gets along and like where everyone's on the same page all the time. And so actually to the creative point when we're talking to wizards, you know, we'll be like, hey, we want to have an episode where like Kathleen and Cameron are trying to do this thing, but they get it wrong, and you know, it, it turns into a whole thing. And so, like, we'll get the feedback, and they'll be like, "That's cool. Make sure it's clear that this is bad because these are bad people, not because the thing is bad." Which is the case, right? That's the thing. Is like, you know, when we're doing, I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to think of an example. I, I have one, if I may. Yeah. There's uh, eight in the queue. And, the, and we're, right. we're trying to find an eight-person draft pod. And the joke was, Loading Ready Run is incompetent of ever getting everyone organized on the same page. Not that drafting is hard. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the type of line. Or, like, really anything with Nelson <laughs> at Yellow Jacket, right? It's like, Nelson's not a jerk. Yeah. Yellow Jacket and your local game store are not mean to people. They're not condescending. We yeah. are just really irritating customers. So they don't put up with our crap. Yeah. But everyone else who goes to Yellow Jacket is great and is treated well because they're nice, normal people. Yeah. Also, it's never come up, I don't think, in any useful way, but internally, for us anyway, in the world of Friday nights, everyone plays Magic. Yes. Like, literally everybody. That's it just canon. hasn't really come up. Yeah. Even Beach plays Magic. Yeah. He helped in that one episode. Oh, yeah. Or did we say that he didn't play uh-oh. I think he's the only, maybe he's the only one that doesn't play. I mean, that works either way. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, questions? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Um, Hi. So let's say tomorrow you're put in charge of magic world building, and you can take the next set wherever you want, your dream world. What would you do? Back to Zendikar for a third time. More so landfall. So soon? Uh, Hard yeah. mode. You can't do a return to no! New World. All right. New snow set in Canada. I'm in it. I kind of like. I kind of dig that. It's like there's a second Merit Lodge, but it's just the Ogopogo. Ooh, and there'd be moose. There could be moose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. All right, let's get deep in the lore here. No more elk. They're moose. Yeah. New, new tribe, moose tribe. I like it. We can have a tribe of Canadian hockey players. You know, they they. Instead of a quip, we could have, if you have Snowlands, they have Snowland Unblockable, which okay. is called ice skating or snowshoeing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think, th- I think this works. Yeah. How do we get things like, how do we transliterate things like, okay, so for example, in Innistrad, yeah. the trepanation blade was designed, top-down designed as a chainsaw, right, from horror movies. But obviously you can't have a chainsaw in Innistrad. How do we translate... Like Tim Hortons. Ooh, uh, we have a we have we have a new mechanic called the double double. Okay, and it's you pro, you proliferate twice. Ah, that yeah. seems incredibly powerful. Sure. Oh, there is coffee on yes. Ravnica. That's yeah. true. Yeah. What if it's just a land that generates Timbits? <laughs> I don't know what a Timbit does mechanically. It would it would be a token. Right, a token, oh, right. and then you and sacrifice you would, you it. You would sack it, and nothing would happen. Yeah. <laughs> or when you get 20, you win the game. Mm-hmm. There you oh, go. right, yeah. yeah. Or, or you get diabetes. Or, or, <laughs> or you just kind of sacrifice them and don't really notice, and then they're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel terrible. You just feel really gross afterwards. They're like, this all box my had 30 Timbits in it 15 minutes ago. Where'd they all go? Did it? And, like, you're just sticky. Yeah. Right? Like, your hair just is like... slicked back. 
just like gaslight yourself about Timbits every time. You're like, I could have sworn this box was full, and you're like, no. I mean, that's what happens. Timbits just evaporate. Yeah. No one really knows where they go. Yeah. Presume like you know, it's like, well, I've eaten one or two, but not that many. <laughs> just lying to yourself about how many Timbits uh, you've eaten. There was an a- an actual question during the Great Designer Search. There was, I can't, I wish I could remember who it was. They were talking about the idea of a set that was entirely subterranean. Oh, yo. Underwater yeah. set. Wasn't Under, that John's? Subterranean is ground. Oh, subterranean. I'm he sorry. He wanted to right. do the full underground. It's a dark. Yeah. That would be really cool. Mole people. Yes. They would also fit in the Canada set. <laughs> <laughs> I would go for a, uh, an entirely uh, artificial world, but not like Mirrodin, but more inspired by like Umberto Eco and uh, Borges. Ooh. With like language and libraries and stuff, because I'm a giant nerd. That sounds rad, though. Yeah, I know, doesn't it? Yeah. I have no idea what it would do. No, 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 either. Mm. That's not our job. Yeah, no. Figure we just it have out. to come just up with the idea. R&D. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. We just have to pitch things. It's someone else's problem to make it work. Yeah. Perfect. Ooh. I'm an ideas man. <laughs> God help us. <laughs> do does any others among you have any further questions? Yes, please, please come on up. You can you can be next. Anyone anyone who wants to can. Yeah, no, go, go, go. You, and then you. Hi. Hi. Um, Hi. Uh, so my question is, um, is there any, like, characters or people that have been, like, in the story or on cards that you would like to see, um, if they've already had a card, either represented again in a new way, or if they haven't, like, have a, have a card for them? Does it have to be an un? Or just no, any set? It can be a normal card. I mean, we just, any, we just got Massacre set. Girl. So I have a character that I want to see the next Planeswalker. There's a goblin through the history of the Ravnica sets. Oh, the Legionnaire. Yeah, I want the Legionnaire right. to get their spark and become a Planeswalker. That's my story there. Ooh. They started off as like a 1-1, one, one, and then by the third set, they're a Legion, like they got their own army and stuff. That goblin needs to get a spark and a name. I like that. That's good. Because hmm. they worked their way up, right? They worked their way up from a lowly Boros goblin that was supposed to die. Now they're a Planeswalker. They can like rub shoulders with Jace and you're like hey what's up I'm also Planeswalker I don't remember any of the names from uh, from Flavor Text which is where most of these people show up before their actual on, cards on cards yeah hmm I'm trying to think let me think of maybe one that already exists that I'd like to see again really wow for all the magic I've played this weekend, I'm drawing a massive blank. So another card I'd love to see uh, exploit in the, in the play space would be Tatiova. Ooh. I love the ability of Tatiova with yeah, the right. landfall and the life gain and the draw cards and just that synergy package. So a second reprinting of that and, and another way of exploring what that card would do. I don't know, maybe a four drop. I'm just throwing that out there. You know. Bet, what was yeah. the name of the blue-red merfolk from... Uh, was it Oath of the Gate? Oh, yeah, Jorian. I thought red was a really oh, interesting yeah. color for, for a merfolk. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed her character when she showed up in that one story. And yeah, I would like to see her again. Yeah. Merfolk right. dirtbag. <laughs> I don't have an answer right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, neither do I. I'm sorry. You had a question. Approach the noise machine. Even though I'm kind of short. Um, so what planeswalker do you associate with every single LRR member? Whoa. Even the ones that don't play magic. Ooh. Well, you shave the beard, so you look less like Garrick now, Graham. Yeah. Yeah. It was... I'm just going to tell myself that, that I was growing that beard for the part, even though I didn't shave it after I shot that video. That beard was a mistake. That's, um, a, that's a hard... Uh, hmm. I could still go with Garrick. Why not? Yeah. All right. Uh, Cameron... Yes. I'm thinking of you as, um, what's that goblin planeswalker that does all the loot? Duretti? Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm looking at Cameron, and you'd think Cameron would be a, like a blue planeswalker, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking I'm thinking like a tinkerer, like a goblin tinkerer. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I, I was going to say Tamio, but yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually, I, I like Tamio because of the, all the, the, the books and the gathering of information. And everything as well. Maybe, actually, you know who's the tinkerer? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, ooh, actually, there might be two of them. I'm thinking Ian. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Ian is totally Duretti. I take that back. Sorry, yeah. Cameron. Who's Beej? Uh, Tybalt. 
Tibble doesn't understand magic either, James. Wow. Or Sarkhan. Ooh, Sarkhan. I like Sarkhan. Maybe what? I was going to say Koth, but yeah. Beach of the Hammer? Yeah. Both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Both really caught me off guard. Yeah. Um, is Kathleen Liliana? Is that too easy? No. Some, sometimes easy things are true. I don't know. I don't know. Kathleen strikes me as a Soren. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kathleen is Soren. Yeah. yeah. That tracks. Yeah. Um, gosh, who else? What about Paul? Paul. Yeah, I'm trying to think of Paul. Um, maybe like a like a like a Ral. Ooh, or, or Karn. Karn. Oh, no, Karn. Yeah. Yeah, I can see All that. All right. So Car. Yeah, Paul is Karn. Yeah, because Paul creates amazing machines. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. That's good. Okay, who are, who are, who are we missing? Adam. Oh, Adam's cough. Though, right? Oh, yo. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mega what? swollen invincible. Oh, right. James. Yeah. Who, who are you? Uh oh. <laughs> Nicole Bolas. Oh, no, 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 no. Are you a Chad? Are Get you, are you the Gideon of Loading stage. Ready Run? No. Get out of here. But you tank all the aggro for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Maybe James is a Johnny because he's Heather, so supportive. Heather, Corey. Hmm. Corey's like, I was thinking like Vivian, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I would definitely put red in Corey's color identity. Sorry, what? I, I honestly can't hear you either. I would say like Corey would have a very red or blue color identity. Who are the twins from Battle Bond? I'm just trying to think. Toothy of... and... No. And... <laughs> <laughs> Those are legendary creatures. Wow. It's like Rowan and Will and Rowan, yeah. I'm not necessarily suggesting them for anybody. I was just like, who are the planeswalkers I haven't thought of? There are so many. I know. Yeah, there's a lot now. There's so many now. Who am I? Venser? Am I, am I oh, a Venser? Yeah, Serge's Venser makes sense to me. What is the character of Venser? Or Lord Windgrace, because he mucks about with lands. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, maybe I'm Angrath, because he's the only planeswalker that we know is explicitly a dad. I, I really wanted Angrath to show up in War of the Spark midway through singing Happy Birthday with one of those, like, paper party hats and a cake. Just being like... And then there's, like, this explosion in Angrath there, and he's like, Do you... Not again! Right. He'd be so mad. All right. I think we can wrap yeah, that up. Yeah, I can't up. think of anyone else offhand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any and other questions from the assembled party? Oh, Perfect. No? Oh, yes. Oh, there we go. We got one. Hello. Hello. Oh. Is, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I've been watching you guys for like six, seven years now, and it's been a real pleasure like watching you guys grow and like the cast grow and all that. Thank and you. I just want to start off with that. <laughs> uh... Let's see. Uh, throughout like any format, what's been your favorite deck to play that like you always like think of and remember fondly? Ooh. Ooh. Right off the bat, I'm going to go with Dragon's Maze Nivix Cyclops. Nice. Mm. Force it every time. I used to love playing Enchantress in Highlander until I started just losing every time I sleeped it up. <laughs> yeah, the format got too fast for me to just dirtle and do nothing for 10 turns. The, the only time I ever did, I really ever, I think the only time I ever went to FNM, years ago when we first started playing Magic, I played a white-black tokens deck, and that's like, that's still in my head. Mirror and Crusader and Lingering Souls, Yo. and God, that deck was sweet. Loved it. I'm just trying to think of draft decks. I really liked... White, blue, heroic, and Theros. I liked uh, green, white, aggro in Innistrad, which is impossible to get now. Because, do you huh? Do you remember the wall deck in Return to Ravnica where you could ping them? Not, not quite the Vent Sentinel deck, but there was like a Spells oh, Matter blue, red. Every yeah. time you cast a spell, untap, or you can just ping them end of turn. And Doorkeeper oh. as well. Lobber Crew? 
There we go. Which? Lobber Crew. Lobber Crew. Yes. That was that was a deck. Although like, the Rise of Eldrazi uh, walls deck was also very very mm. cool. Yeah. But you can't get the you can't get the Innistrad one anymore because every the, all every time Innistrad comes back on like flashback drafts, everyone just goes great. We're forcing spider spawning and ruins the signals. Okay. That's the same with um, cons. Cons. Whenever it comes back on flashback, everyone just goes great. We're forcing five color morphs. It's then, hilarious. Yeah. Well, because that was it, it was interesting that like when the format was out. It was a slow development into that, and that was sort of where the format ended. Like, it, the decks were fairly normal, and then it got to the end of the format, and it was like, oh, this can actually be a deck. But then that's all anyone remembers. When it comes back on flashback, it's like, right, the format where we force five color morphs, and then no one has a good deck. It's like, well, great. All, of our, all eight of our decks are crap. I hope you're all happy. <laughs> that wasn't your question, but th there's the answer we gave. I gave a real answer in there somewhere. You're good. Anybody else? Yes. Hi. And then you have another one you said? Great. You're good. Hello. Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes. Oh, yeah. Great. So I know many of us play Magic on and off, and, uh, but I wanted to ask, what was your earliest memory of Magic, and uh, what card had the most uh, significance to you when you first started? Earliest memory of Magic was I did well enough on my report card in whatever grade I was in in 94, 95? Yo. Maybe 94. And my reward was a uh, revised starter deck and six booster packs. Damn. And I remember opening up Force of Nature, and that to this day is still probably the most sort of like I see that card, and it's like, okay, that all comes roaring back. The, so. the chase card in 94 was that Shivam Dragon? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, those are that's mine. Earliest magic memory. I remember the first time I saw a magic card, which was uh, I went I was taken with my mother to go to Fabricland, and above Fabricland was the game store, and I had some money and I was going to go and buy like a Tales of the Jedi comic, but instead I saw these cards and I was like, hey, but what are those? And I, I remember getting the little uh, rules book and reading the example of Scrib Sprites attacking mm. and I think block, or blocking Mons Goblin Raiders in like the little revised box. And then I, I think I got a Lord of the Pit and uh, in Fallen Empires I was able to trade into a spawning pool. Cool. Or spawning pit. The thing that made thralls, it sucked. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> but it fed Lord of the Pit. Nice. I remember buying a Ice Age starter deck, which at the time, for anyone unfamiliar with what that that was, it was 60 cards, and it was just a whole bunch of stuff. How many rare? It was like two rares, uh, like 10 uncommons, and then a bunch of commons and land in a little, just a little tiny deck box. And what I didn't understand is that that wasn't a deck you could just play. Really? Because it was just all, it was five colors. Oh, I mean, I remember those. So I was like, all right, I guess I play with this. Right, there's the starter boxes like that James was talking about. Yeah. So you didn't get one of the starter decks. Yeah, they used to sell 60 cards, but you're yeah. right, just a mix of things. Yeah, exactly. It was all mm. random. It was all over the place. A set of booster packs. Yeah. And, then the and it had basic lands in it too, which was weird. Yeah, and then the earliest card I remember, the earliest specific card from... These are from, like, the playing unsleeved on concrete in the yeah. schoolyard days. Uh, was Chromium. Because someone, someone had all the various Elder Dragons from Chronicles. And I was like, whoa, Chromium looks sick as hell. Because it was a giant, dragon. shiny metal yeah. dragon. And it looked effing awesome. So, yeah. One of my favorite magic stories from my youth, and I may have told this one before, was uh, it's like 94, 95. And uh, for Christmas, I asked my very Italian grandmother uh, for magic cards. Oh, no. Yeah. And Christmas Day, I see a box, the same shape box that you're looking for, right? Yeah. And I open it up, and I'm super excited. And inside are magician's cards, <laughs> marked cards so I can do tricks. 
and I look up at my nunna, and she's just like, oh, that's so sweet. And so even then, I, I learned to lie. <laughs> and I'm just like, thank you, nunna. It was, she got you a wonderful gift. It was exactly what I wanted. Yeah. You're, you're a I, good boy, Serge. And I, and I think the card that made the largest impact in my youth, do you remember Royal Assassin? Oh, yeah. Three yeah. mana, one, one for yeah. one black, black. Tap to destroy a target-tapped creature. Mm-hmm. How do you beat that thing? It kills everything. They can't attack you. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Like, nine-year-old me was like, I win. You have to concede. <laughs> Judge, <laughs> I've demonstrated a loop. What? What's the loop? Well, if they tap a creature, I kill it. That's not a loop. <laughs> then your opponent plays Sarah Angel, and you have, like, a complete break. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just fall apart inside. Yeah. Um, you had another question, you said. Oh, oh it was wow. Perfect. Wow. Amazing. And you, yes. I mean, I'd like to elaborate on my thank you from earlier. Sure. So my partner got me into watching your content while I was in grad school. And one day I was really bored grading. And I just started watching Tap Tap Concede from the beginning. And I just got so... I didn't understand what you were talking about with the drafts and stuff. But I got so excited by the crack of packs and you guys reminiscing about uh, your, your experiences playing the game, the worlds, the, the flavor stuff. So when my partner came home from the lab, I said, you used to collect these cards, right? Next time you visit your parents, go get them. Mm-hmm. We're building decks. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like, you know, being here brings, kind of brings that full circle. That's so cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. I really appreciate it. I think that's a, actually a, probably a, a wonderful moment to, to start wrapping up on. I agree. All right. Well, then, um, I guess that will do it for us from here at Magic Fest. Uh, this show is brought to you by CardKingdom.com. <laughs> Check out CardKingdom.com slash LRR. Uh, Tap Tap Concede is also brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. I do want to give a shout out to um, CFB Events for having us here and uh, in particular Dennis, Jeff, and Steve for doing all of this this part. Thank you, friends. Things. I really, really do appreciate that. And uh, also for getting us this file that you're watching. <laughs> the video file. Uh, and yeah, I guess that, that, that'll that do it. That'll do it. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for uh, watching. And we will talk to you next week on Tap Tap Concede. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you. For those of you who are here, by the way, uh, Mara wanted to arrange a little Loading Ready Run uh, get-together. Uh, a bunch of us are going to watch the Wrestlemans, so we won't be able to join you. But um, if you wanted to hang out and, I assume, play Magic and maybe get some food or something, cool. Uh, I guess rally at uh, the booth, which Beej will be packing up momentarily. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, everybody. M- mention that. Thanks, everybody, for, for coming Thank and listening. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yay.